Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. Let's start the show. Internets to another episode of Fan Bros. The show where the bros are fans or something to that extent. It's your boy, DJ Benjamin, a.k.a. the Kevin Bacon of the Internets, a.k.a. Africa Bamboozled, a.k.a. Grandmaster Flashpoint, a.k.a. Arsenio Holodeck, the anti-trife equation himself. Captain Kirk of Hip Hop here on Fan Bros Show, Voices of the Urban Geek for all nerds. And I'm here in this spaceship on this beautiful evening, and as always, I am joined by... Tatiana King-Jones, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as the Ahura of the Spaceship, also known as Flex, Luthor, Maserati Kanata, Ivan Yeo, the Phantom Menace to F Society, <laughs> Chance the Parappa, and Blackness Everdeen. Mm, 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 mm. That Ivan Yeo always gets me. I recently yeah. <laughs> watched Rocky Four. That's Rocky Four, right? With Drago, right? I think I'm yeah, not yeah, the yeah, right yeah, person yeah, for yeah, that. Yeah. No, that's that, that's for four. I'm right on that one. Okay, that's okay. four. Anyway, <laughs> at one point, Rocky is training. There's this training montage where Drago and Rocky are both training. Drago's in the Soviet gym, running up this incline on a treadmill. It's pretty hilarious. But Rocky is running up this mountain in, you know, the Soviet wilderness, I guess, or wherever he is, in whatever wilderness he is. And at one point, like, these KGB agents start chasing him, and they're driving a car, so he's running after, you know, away from them in the car. Of course, he outbeats them, but then runs up this mountain, and there's this shot of Rocky at the top of this effing mountain, and I mean a mountain, like a, like he is in another movie where he's a mountain climber suddenly and is at the top of this mountain. And he's like, yeah, you know, the Rocky cheer at the top of the mountain. And he's at the top of a mountain suddenly. It's like, <laughs> bruh. Nonsensical. Bruh, it's the 80s. Like, you know, that's how that went down. But it's not the 80s right now. This is Fan Bro Show. Hope mm-hmm. everyone is having a great time. Thank you, as always, to all our subscribers, all our new listeners, everyone on that iTunes page. Make sure you leave us a comment. Five stars. We're going to have to start reading the new comments from the iTunes page. Oh, time. oh yeah. Yes. Like, we, I tell y'all all the time, even if you don't hear it this week, you might hear it next week or the week after. We read everything. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we might have to start reading the iTunes especially, like the new comments. When you leave that new comment, that rating up there, because we need that. You know, we really need that. So when you do that, we might have to start reading them on the air, giving you all a shout-out. You know, let us know what you think of the show, what you love, what you hate, all that mm-hmm. good stuff. You know, we just had our four-year anniversary. D. Chico Leo was here. And I know everybody's like, well, where is he at now? <laughs> he good is- question. On the Fan Bros Network, he yes. just was on the newest Scream Squad show, mm-hmm. that episode that just appeared yesterday, like a wild Pokemon. Rocking. I mean, you got You guys gotta. First of all, that's how I know y'all not subscribe because if you ask me where Chico Liu is, oh. that means you're not subscribed, which means you don't automatically get him on your phone or wherever else you're listening to this to. So please subscribe. Yes, please on SoundCloud, on iTunes, on YouTube. Please clap. Stitcher. Clap? <laughs> I make it clap. <laughs> oh, man. I'll go into a whole story, but uh, Slipstar no. really killed Busta Rhymes on the Make It Clap remix. That, Yo, that... Ben, we have to have a Ben Amin's true, E! True Hollywood segment. <laughs> oh! Right, then we're going oh. to integrate that into a future episode. Oh, man. And, you know, but if you say that, we got to give a, you know, I didn't want to do this right now, but just by saying E! True Hollywood, you got to give a Shout out and condolences, you know, and wow. a rest in power to the one and only Charlie Murphy, boy. Charlie Murphy. You know, this honestly hurt me because, first yeah. of all, I was late to the news. I hadn't been on my phone for mm. maybe four hours. And then I showed up 
And uh, shouts to B.A. Stafford, girl, who was like, girl, we've been crying about this for six hours. I know, girl, but I missed it. But the fact that, one, I didn't even know he, no, I really did not know he was suffering from leukemia. I did not know. Mm-hmm. The second fact that he's 57, which is very, still young, regardless of what Lil Yachty or anybody else tells you, that's still very young. And you just don't, he was, he's, he's just certain people you don't have in your mindset to think, oh, they could, they could possibly die soon. People who've been around much longer than that, you you know, if they do die, you, you're not surprised. You're kind of like, well, they had their time on this earth. Not, and I'm not being morbid or, or rude. I'm just saying that's the, that's the realness of the matter, right? To hear that was really shocking to me. Just the from a, a a mortal standpoint, that was very shocking. And then secondly, the fact that I love him so much, I love him as an entertainer. I love his his creative mind. Obviously, I, I from the Chappelle show like that that really bothered me. So rest in power to Charlie Murphy. That really blindsided a lot of people. And but you did see all the love that that everyone was pouring out on the interwebs and elsewhere. But you know, I'm just glad that people are, are honoring him and honoring his legacy. Most definitely. And I know that Illa YC has seen him live and said that he gave, or gave a great live show. I'm sure you can find some of those on YouTube, et cetera, et cetera. But like you said, I mean, just his contributions. I know he wrote for a lot of people. I know he wrote for Eddie at a time. Yeah. But just his contributions to the Chappelle show alone, you know, his legacy is just sealed forever. Right. And, and I'm not... Like, and I, I personally, like, I did not really know of him until Chappelle's show. I understand he's done a lot more before that mm-hmm. and after. But that's really when I learned that he, this, this you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that this this comedic mind was even around like that. And mm-hmm. holy shit, did we really learn about him. Like, that really? that was a big deal. And it was all stemming from, that's my brother, man. I'm not having it. I was to the point where, man, if I went to a show and you was that hater in the audience that was that shit wasn't fun. Pah! Jamming you, man. Because the shit was funny. You know, if it's 10,000 people laughing, and you that one joker that want to try to squeeze lemon, fuck you. I don't even want you to be here. And I took it as a personal crusade until they was like, you know what, um, you're a little overzealous with the way you're performing your job. <laughs> So that was how I ended up not doing that no more, man. So, yeah, definitely rest in power to him. You know, shout outs to his family, you know, blessings and love to his family and friends, everyone out there. You know, but like you said, he definitely did leave his mark. And that's all anyone can really ask for is to be remembered. And as long as you're remembered, you know, you'll be here with us forever. So blessings to him and thank you for everything you did. Oh, man, you know, now, like we say, you know, we didn't want to get into that to the end, but here we are. And there is some news we got to talk about because this is just, I mean, it's interesting. (laughs) Which one? (laughs) Uh, True indeed. All right, let's talk about the real live-ish right away. The Thor Ragnarok trailer. Oh, my God. Fire, burn, Fire, mm. Jamaican air horn, mm-hmm. every like I don't, I don't, I can't all think of, of all of that. I can't think of all the different things, Explosion. all different ways. I want to express how incredible that trailer was. Let's honestly, the first thing I said was, "This looks better than all the the previous Thor, the two Thor movies combined." One, like the trailer two, by itself looks it was better <laughs> not even than the tra- other Thor movies. Either. Not even a trailer, the, just a teaser. Just the teaser, excuse me. This teaser. I, yes. I, the other Thor, my problem with the previous Thor movies was that they were boring. I didn't mm-hmm. care for the Jane Foster plot. I didn't care for Homegirl as Jane Foster. It was She was very bland to me. Obviously, I fucks with Loki. Loki's my favorite, but Loki's everybody's favorite. And the whole story is not supposed to ride just on Loki. I would watch a story that just rode just on Loki, but this is not what this is about. This is to try to get you looped in <laughs> to that Thor universe. And as a major staple within the Marvel superhero universe, you're supposed to really rock with him much harder than I, than than a lot of people, including myself, were. Out of all of these standalone superhero movies, Thor, to me, has always been the weakest. Mm. 
okay, debatable, but I, I debatable I with what? To, Go ahead. I, Tell, I, I mean, not with much. I'm not even going to debate you on that one. There's not much to debate. Thor two is definitely one of the weakest, if not the weakest of them all. And I feel the same way. Like I didn't. I was hoping for more. And you know, from the word that I'd heard on the street, you know, the interwebs, et cetera, et cetera. I was like, okay, I was dead in hype. You know, when they cast uh, Tessa as Valkyrie, I was like, right. okay, that's that's dope. Right. You know, when I heard what the who the director was and what he done, I was like, okay, that's dope. And then when I started to see images, I was like, oh my god, like they really going there. And the thing is, Guardians of the Galaxy already went there, and a lot of people are saying this was like, you know, as Guardians of the Galaxy. Or, you know, like, <laughs> that's actually really cute. But yeah. from my education on this, Thor just inherently. That did a lot of that stuff first anyway. Yes. Because the, the, the aspect of Asgard, and, and it's almost kind of like a crossroads for intergalactic peoples. Mm-hmm. So yes. I, I'm not talking about what came first. I'm just talking about in terms of what that shows. It, it, it's not like Thor stole that from Guardians of the no, Galaxy. Like no, that's always no. been the, the, the heart of, of that center of uh, As, Asgard. One of my favorite runs, and this is way later on, is there's this run when Thor actually battles his Celestial, and it takes place over like three or four issues, him just fighting this one Celestial. And the Celestials were mentioned in the first Guardians of the Galaxy, but even way back in the Thor days, and that's what this movie is really going back to, is the Jack Kirby stuff. And that's what's so ill, Mm. is like to see, like you got to see the Steranko universe type things. You know, he's another classic artist uh, who was on Doctor Strange. Like his imagery is all over Doctor Strange. So you got to see that there. And with Guardians, you got to see a little bit of it. But this one is just like full on Jack Kirby, boom, in your face. Like Jack Kirby is, if you don't know, one of the gods of comic books. His celestial machinery, the way his armor and costumes look, all of the background of Thor Ragnarok is, you're seeing all of that. Wow. And then you got, you know, the Hulk. Planet Hulk. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I can yell that out. That I mean, you got that, it's so ill. You've got you know one of the Thor Ragnarok storyline. You've got the Planet Hulk storyline. You've got all these different storylines from these different comic books being thrown together into this movie, which is just looking fire. Like this year, like I already said it. Like Logan, you know, set it off so crazy oh, as far as so superhero crazy. movies. I mean, just so crazy. Like just changed the game. And then in the same year, we're gonna get. Thor, you know, we're going to get um, Wonder Woman, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to get Justice League, whatever that happens with that, you know, Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy 2, you know, right <laughs> after that, February, we get Black Panther. So it's just like, whoa, and Logan already changed the game. So it's like these other joints got so much to live up to. And, you know, but wow. And speaking of, you know, changing the game and things that are going to have to live up to something, Deadpool. Deadpool 2. Listen, man. Big so, <laughs> so they've finally released who's been cast to play Cable. It's not Michael Shannon. It's not Stephen Lang. No. It's it's nobody thought it was. And I feel like someone mentioned him six months ago, but then we just ignored it. It's mm, Josh I'm sure he Brolin. got mentioned. Yeah, yeah, Josh Brolin has been confirmed that he is playing Cable he is actually he signed a four a four picture deal, so that means he's definitely like here, hard body. In it to win it. In it to win it. Now, something interesting that you brought up on Twitter today, Ben. I mean, is he also plays Thanos? Mm-hmm. So does that mean he's just gonna play both characters in the same universe at different times, or what's happening? Well, the thing is, this is the Fox versus the Marvel universe, right? Like oh, yeah, Fox true. Is, Technically, yeah. you're right. You're right. You're right. And so this is not going to cross over. Like, you're not going to see the Spider-Man with Sony, you know, synergy that you saw with Marvel. Right. Fox and Marvel, the heads of the studios, from what I understand, genuinely do not mess with each other in real life. Like, they personally just don't They like, don't fuck with each other musically. Yeah, yeah, they do not, you know, as a record label, as <laughs> like any of that. So they're yeah. not feeling each other. And so that crossover is never going to happen. So basically he can go ahead and play Thanos and then he can go and play ahead and play Cable. And I'm true. not mad at it. You know, he's not the giant oversized Rob LeFeld, you know, version of Cable, but who is? And so I just never, I also, and I told you, I, I wasn't like 
like super upset about certain people not being cast for yep. for, for cable. It, I was just like, it's, it's what it is. I've, I've liked Cable as a character, but I've never been like super super into him. And yeah. I've also only know Cable from the X Men Fox series. Okay. So I don't know. I don't recognize it. Like you, I mean, he, I, I guess he was big. I don't recognize this. Like you said, this big giant hulking guy. Like nah. Like Josh Brolin looks like he works, and Josh Brolin is a damn fine actor. Oh my God. Josh Brolin is a beast and has been a beast for going on 20, 30 years. You know, like Josh Brolin, go back to Outsiders, right? Like beast, like, you know, long time beast. So, yeah, this don't don't stress that. And to have him going up against Ryan Reynolds, who inhabits the character of Deadpool, you know that, you know, Ryan is already going to get this. And then we got uh, Zazie Beats, right, you know, as Domino. So Mm -hmm. I might. Like, and they've already yeah. shown, you know, I mean, Ryan alone has already shown his dedication to the character. Fox has shown that with Logan, they'll go to, well, even though they disagreed with the tone of Logan, everything, hopefully now after Deadpool and Logan, hopefully, God willing, you know. Well, they, they were wrong because that, that, that tone for Logan was everything. Yeah. And that's the crazy thing. They were disagreeing with that even after the success of Deadpool. They were like, nah, um, you know, maybe you can live at the end, et cetera, no, et cetera. No, don't try to uplift it and make it ha-ha, hee-hee-how. Like, we don't <laughs> need that. That's not even Logan's steez. That's, that's not how he – that's just not his thing. Like, if Logan turns – if they went and made it even, like, a little bit wacky, wacky I'd be like, this is fraud. Like, mm. stop trying to just ride the wave of, of just Deadpool and just 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 be... Sometimes it's, it's better to be more true to the character. It's, it really always, it's like, always best to be true to the character. When I say true, I'm talking about the heart. I'm not talking mm-hmm. about the outward appearance. I'm talking about the heart. And yes. yeah. So I, I'm happy with this news. This is dope. Like you just said, Ryan is already killing it. His whole career is predicated on playing Deadpool. So whatever. Mm-hmm. It's going to be It's going to be fire. Now, some more interesting one that we were talking about is Dolph Lundgren. Lundgren? Lundgren. Lundgren. If he dies, he dies. dies. Yes. I mean, the man, you know, who many people don't know is also like a super smart dude. I think he's like uh, graduated with a degree in physics or something. Are you serious right now? Yeah. No, I'm dead ass serious. He plays, um, I want to say, cello or something else. Like Dolph Lundgren is like, yo, his story is even crazier, right? Dude was dating, I want to say, Iman. It was either Iman or Grace Jones. Yes. Okay. He was a model. No. Okay. No, he wasn't any of that. He was graduating from college. He's like dating either, I want to say it's Grace Jones or Iman. It's one of the two. It can't be Iman. Dead ass serious. Okay. Might have been Grace Jones. Either one. Uh, He gets into acting randomly because he was, I think he got into modeling first and then he got into acting on, I can't even remember the first movie. Might have been Rocky. Through like whatever, just because of how he looked, and then you know parlayed that shit into the acting career that we've known and loved for you know however long. But dude is like super smart, you know whatever, studied, you know et cetera, et cetera. Don't he's, sleep on Dolph Lundgren. I just looked it up. He's had relationship with Grace Jones because I was gonna yes. say that Iman has been with David Bowie for was okay, with forever, David Bowie for forever. Yeah. So yeah. all right, well no, Grace Jones. There we go, Grace yeah. Jones. And is also like graduated with a degree in et cetera, et cetera. But he is also joining Jason Momoa's Aquaman <laughs> as King Nerus. Is it Nereus or Nerus? Nereus. I'm gonna go with Nereus. Because yeah, I think they're trying to go for that whole um that other language thing. But um he and that that character that he's gonna play, um, he it wants he wants to take Aquaman's love interest, Mara, and mm. he also wants to kill Aquaman. I mean, you know, if you're taking Jason Momoa's love interest, you have to kill him. That's, like, <laughs> you know, like, like, that's the rules, kids. Like, yeah, if you're going that route, you better kill that man. Bring a big ass gun too. Pretty much. Yeah, but you know, I'm I'm hyped for that. You know, whatever. Like, you know, he got other problems in the casting, folks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you check uh, out that Transformers trailer. Yeah, I actually did. I didn't. I, I was I was I was trying to say not really because I really didn't. Like I had to rewind it a couple times because I wasn't <laughs> paying attention, you know, and I lost interest. Uh, yeah. I didn't. What did you think? Uh, it looks like a Michael Bay joint, and I'm not a hater of Michael Bay. I like Michael Bay's style when he's on his game. He's like a dope action director. Uh, as far as Transformers, I'm not sure if he's been on his game. He's made a lot of money. This one looks like it'll do the same. You know, Marky Mark is in it. 
Uh, Optimus attacks bumblebees. Uh, I've always found it funny that we allow Mark Wahlberg to like play a scientist, legitimately, because I don't believe it. But well, in the happening, he attempts to play a scientist. (laughs) It's just because he makes these faces. He makes he he does this thing where he just seems clueless about everything happening around him. Hello, my name is Elliot Moore. Just going to talk in a very positive manner. Giving off good vibes. We're just here to use the bathroom. And then, like, he says some gobbledygook line, and I'm supposed to, like, sit there like, yeah, I believe he's a scientist. No. No, no. The, tree, the trees were going to kill you a second ago. I I, you, I really don't believe you, my my guy. I don't. I've rewatched The Happening recently, and it's one of those things where you, like, think, maybe this ain't as bad as I thought it was. No, it's yes, that it bad. Is. Yes, he, it is. Oh my God, the the lawn! Oh my God, like he has this weird move. oh my God thing that he does. It's really I don't know, man. I just yeah, yeah, no, uh, <laughs> no. Out of all the movies that are coming out this year, the Transformers is definitely low on my list of things I'm hyped for. Uh, even on um, Fast and the Furious or Faded and Furious, overweight. That did you see the latest commercial where Rock uh, moves a torpedo with his bare hands? Excuse me. It is incredible. It's in the, you know, ice scene that we've already seen, you know, in other commercials where the submarine attacks them. And I guess they shoot a torpedo at them. And Tyrese is like, is that a torpedo? And the rock grabs this joint with his hands and as it's stating through the ice and shifts its direction. So it blows something else up. Uh, so this wait, the torpedo is in motion? In motion. About wait, is it in the water? Up. Yes, in the water ice, it's in the, you know, about to hit him. And in he the water. grabs it and shifts its direction so it blows somebody else up. Look. Can uh, You know what? Not even going to touch that one. It is what it is. This is why these movies exist, and this is why Fan Bro Show exists. And with that, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more Fan Bro Show. <laughs> I wonder when the Wonder Woman promo will exist. Oh, oh, oh. The makers of Orphan Black want you to join your Sestras in an all-new game for iOS that lets you uncover secrets of the Orphan Black universe. Solve puzzles and fall deeply into a dream that could turn deadly for the clones. Find out what Sarah, Cosima, Allison, Helena, Rachel, Beth, MK, Katja, Tony, and Crystal are up to and how their world is about to change. Buy Orphan Black the Game on the iTunes Store March 24th or visit OrphanBlack.com for more information. Butterfly in the sky, I can go twice as high. Take a look, it's in a book, And welcome back, fan bros. I hope you've been enjoying this episode. You know, there's a lot of light and love in the first segment, you know, but now I know we like it's been a while since we've done this two weeks in a row, but man, it's like we opened the floodgates last week, literally. Like, you know, you say to you say that people can move in and people are like, oh, hold on, let me let me get on that boat, sir. You know, I've been waiting for this. And you know, we're gonna take this trip real quick, you know, through the valleys, through the hills, up that mountain that rocky ran up back down the river into the ocean and head right on over to trifling heights it's gonna be a short trip you know short trip because a bunch of people you know probably managed to make themselves a quick stay not permanent stays but you know real quick and one of those people was your man john ridley the, the director of the showtime series gorilla which is upcoming. It stars Idris Elba and a few other people, and it's basically about the Black Panther movement in London, right? The British Black Panthers, basically. And, uh, you know, the trailer dropped. There was a screening, I think, out of the first episode, and at the screening, people had a lot of questions because the lead uh, woman in the film is played by an Indian actress, and people were wondering why... There wasn't a British black woman, you know, 
somebody real because her character is actually made up. That's the other thing about it. You know, she's not a real person. So the truth of the matter is not that he cast an Asian woman mm-hmm. um, of, uh, you know, Indian woman, um, Frida Pinto as the the main. That's not the issue. The issue is because, is, first of all, there were obviously Asian people that were there for the Black Panther movement mm-hmm. on in many different areas. That's not what the issue is. The issue is the overt erasure of black women Mm. we're talking about the black panther movement starting in the u.s and obviously made its way across overseas when these black women brought up the question to him asking him where are the black women in it that was literally the question so your answer should follow in suit he went on really a diatribe and started crying and doing all these crocodile tears about how he cast this because he's in an interracial relationship and he wanted people to have to be uncomfortable with what this is about and race and blah blah that's not what we're talking about john like let the main theme be the main thing where are the black women in a story about black women mm-hmm. that's the question and he was unable to answer that so whether he realized it or not, he was really deflecting and running around the point and not getting to the gist of the matter. And the crying, like the tears didn't move me, my guy. Like it didn't. Like I, <laughs> you know you're I, crying. I was just like, why are you crying? Because like you okay, you feel very strongly about your your interracial relationship. That's awesome, but that's not what this story is supposed to be about. This is supposed to be a factual historical story about the Black Panther movement in the UK and how it sparked up, how the how be, how certain people turned to the violent side or how it became more violent, whatever you want to say about it. But you cannot have that story without having black women. You can't. Mm-hmm. No. And I really hate when people get dragged for like their relationships, like for their real life relationships or whatever their real life things are, unless it's something like right. weird. My thing is, fucking how, real life. But how are you going to say this is supposed to be a factual historical thing? And I don't want you guys. And he said, this, I don't want you guys to, I don't want this to be too personal, but I also somewhat base this on my personal vision. You just said you don't want to be personal. So why yeah. are you creating a character off of your, your girlfriend or wife or whomever uh, his no, partner it, is? Like, I don't understand. And that's my thing. Like, I don't want people to get dragged. Like, people are dragging Kendrick Lamar over his video and his song. And then they're like, well, your personal relationship is like this. And like, that's effed up. But this dude brought his own stuff into it. Right. Like, you know, this dude was like, you know, oh, but no, sit down. Um, you know, some other people who made this trip real quick is your homegirl. Like I said, this is she a short trip. Girl. Okay. All right. Well, Zoe Saldana. It was really an offhand <laughs> statement, you know, right? Listen, I mean, this is the problem. I, listen. I mean, I, it's her history. <laughs> it's like, it's like uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Who plays for the Warriors? Uh, Green, you know, because they always tits dudes in the nuts. <laughs> oh, so Draymond, now, like. Yeah, it's like whatever, you know, now whatever you do, bro, people are going to think, and, you know. Habitually, he's a habitual line stepper. Shorty's had some history in trifling heights. Well, she has has exactly to your point. I'm glad you mentioned that. She has had some history. I don't know simply in trifling heights, but she has some history with saying some wild ass offhand quote unquote comments. Mm-hmm. So this isn't this this lane is obviously not new to Zoe. And a lot of people were like, "Yo, I can't wait till you go in her." Blah, blah blah. I honestly, I was very irritated with her. But I I this morning, I sat there and I thought to myself, I had my yogurt. I said, you know what? Because I had to really sit here and focus on how I want to express my issue with this woman and her 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 musings of race or the lack thereof and the musings of not seeing gender and all that. All right, Avatar, sit over there for a second. And let me tell you this. Listen, this is the same woman who thought it cool to portray Nina Simone with a prosthetic nose and darkened skin. This is this the, Nina Simone, queen of all blackness. Nina Simone, the patron saint of young, gifted, and black. And she thought that was okay. Now, if that doesn't tell you everything you need to know about her level of judgment, then I don't know what does. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. all I'm going to say about, home, about about Zoe. Yeah, and, like, I never had a problem with her playing Nina Simone. Like, I mean, they could have got a million other people who would have been a million times better. But whatever, they gave it to her. But once she went with the face, once I saw that first image, I was like, "Oh no, no, you don't, you don't, you don't, no, no, you don't ever do that. You don't ever do that." 
And as much as people want to get at me, you know, for what I've been saying lately about race and stuff, this is not what I'm saying. You know, like, <laughs> like, no. This no. is the exact opposite of what you oh, mean. That opposite. I have no, 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 no. Once again, I, I, I've got none to do with this. I don't see a colorblind society. I dream of. You know, that one day we could be in a Star Trek, you know, society where we realize we're all one human race, et cetera, et cetera. But even in that world, culture is still respected and people still respect, you know, people's differences, et cetera, et cetera. And what she's talking, oh, no, 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 that's not the world we live in. You know, the world we live in is a very colorful world filled with racism and white supremacy and other nonsense. Right. And talking about, you know, you don't see color because you've acted in a few sci-fi movies, ain't it? Like, Especially when it was effing Avatar, that racist ass you shit. Fix, right, you fix your mouth to say that. And as to your point, Ben, you played in the most, like, imperialistic mm. bullshit movie. Like, savior. Come, come, come on. in space nonsense made. So, Zoe, yeah. Zoe. Zoe. Yes. That's, that's not cool. Just... And 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 some people are like, well, you should. She just says stuff off the cover. Blah, blah, blah. This is not the first time she's a repeat Mm-mm. offender. Mm-mm. Repeat offender, and then she had a, a a whole movie showing her repeat offensiveness. So it's just like I'm I'm I just I'm not going to sit there and cuss her out and all this stuff. I said what I said about her. It is what it is. No, and she needed that avatar check. I probably wouldn't have turned down that avatar check, but. You know, after that, you got to just sit down and sit your I, mouth. I don't care about that she started an avatar. I care about the fact that you say you, all this stuff because you was an oh, yeah. alien five times. Oh, now, yeah. all of a sudden, there ain't no uh, races and there's no genders and there's no nothing. Well, if it's all of that, you go over to Mars with Marvin the Martian and you be cool with the alien people and we'll we'll call it a day. Like, I, don't, sh- don't do that because I feel like now I feel like you're even trivializing what's really happening. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. to me, it's like you're in a dream world. You're in the actor dream world, and mm-hmm. and that that's what bothers me about that. It's you, to me, you, you're trivializing the real life stories that are happening around you, and really not getting the understanding. You're not getting the point. And by just saying something like that to me, which is reckless, yeah. you're saying that just reckless. Like I don't care whether it was an offhand comment or whatever. You are a public figure. Any we're. Ben, man, I mean, you and I, we're public figures. If we say something that's reckless, people are going to come at us rightfully. And they do. And they do. <laughs> Every day. So if you guys disagree with me, come at me. I might block you. I don't know. But <laughs> hey, it's, it just, I just, I just don't, I'm not with it. Sorry, Zoe. Habitually. He's a habitual line stepper. Yeah. So, you know, we're going to leave Zoe over there we're also gonna leave her right with the gorilla series and john really because like you said like you know we don't live in that society and in one instance you know black women are getting erased and the other instance a black woman is over here talking about she colorblind erasing herself yeah so you know y'all just sit there we're gonna you know move on out of trifling heights because you know we don't want to spend too much time in the gutters And uh, get on over to this beautiful land where, you know, even though it is, is extra. it's really not extra, you know, because usually when you hear the guac is extra. that means, you know, you got to pay more money because that guac is extra. But right, 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 right now, you know, it's all free of charge. You know, the guac is extra to equally ask questions where we answer any and all of your questions hit us at contact at fanbros.com or on twitter at fanbros show let us know your comments your questions anything that's on your mind hit us up tatiana what we got up first first up is i will choose philip winslow what's up philip philip writes i'm super excited for injustice 2 in may but i have a bone to pick why come we get Cheetah, who I've never heard before, over Vixen? She's the Shang Tsung of that cast with her abilities, and her super move would have been awesome. I feel Netherrealm misses a great opportunity. Hopefully she'll come later. So, Ben I mean, are you upset about Cheetah versus Vixen? Hell yeah. And the funniest thing is we talked about this before on the show. I remember you were like, why isn't Vixen getting screen time, man? Okay. And I- and the thing is, I was so unconfident 
that I had to go watch Legend of Tomorrow again just to remember that she really is on that show. See, see. I know, because they always show her and they don't show her powers enough. But then, like, in one clip they were showing her powers again. I was like, oh, yeah, that really is Vixen. Like, that's... And I know the actress playing her is really good. Her part is really good. I've really been... Legends of Tomorrow is actually one of the dopest CW shows right now. So I've really been enjoying that. And she's been getting shined. But I fully agree with Philip Winslow that this is, a, you know, trash rap right here. Because I, I know who Cheetah is and I could give an F. She's right up there with Steve Trevor is the parts of Wonder Woman that I hate the most. Who is Cheetah? Is she literally just she's like Cheetah? Wonder Woman's enemy. She's a woman who's I- a Cheetah. She's like a cheetah god, I guess, but you know, what? basically, she's a woman who's a cheetah. What? Oh, it's one of them DCisms when it comes to yeah. these characters. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. And anyway. she's like Wonder Woman's main enemy for a long time, for whatever reason, because Wonder Woman—it's like one of those Batman and Joker things where Wonder Woman should have just killed her. You know? Could but. you imagine being able to like? You can imagine Vixen Super. Oh my God! Uh, yes, Philip, I'm with you. And That's, the imagery of her using her power. Image, you see, like, the different animals, like, that ghost form and animal over her. of a yeah. black women, woman mm. trampling over your ass with mm. a giant mm. <laughs> And all mm. the animals of the damn rainbow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all over the world. Like, oh, my God, that would have been amazing. But no. But no. It was a missed opportunity. I agree with you, Philip. Yeah, fully. Hopefully, you know, we get some, you know, we need to bring some, maybe a Twitter campaign and get her as a downloadable character in the future because, yeah, Cheetah is whiz at. That's trash. All right. What's up next? Up next, we have from Kliana. Kliana writes, I love your show. My question is, what are some of your go-to sites or places that you seek out geek news and entertainment? Where do you watch things like your anime or keep up with comic books or manga, etc.? Ah, oh, man. Well, fanbros.com, of course. That's of course. All my news <laughs> and entertainment. Fanbros.com. Every day you should be there. It should be bookmarked. You should be checking it. You know, subscribe. You'll get that newsletter where new articles throw up. But aside from them, I also have to say I give a big shout out to io9 because I'm all over that damn site. I love their writing. Uh, big shout out to Evan Narcisse who writes over there for Kotaku as well. Mm-hmm. The whole Gizmodo family they got going on. And I just, you know, really like that site. It's really concise, gives you a lot of information. Fanbros.com again, though. You know? <laughs> we got this new, you know, 2017's been bringing a lot of heat. And all I'm going to say is there's some heat coming to fanbros.com. So, you know, yeah. that's all I'm going to say on that right now. Yeah, I like fanbros.com a lot because. Mm-hmm. Like, I see all the new shows. I get some news. I get some editorials. That shit is dope. I yes. will say, I also read Geeks of Color. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, I, I love that team. They're yes. awesome. And they really are speaking about a lot of stuff that we speak about from the perspective of people of color all over it. And I, I and, and other marginalized communities. And I really, really appreciate their the way that they come across this. I will say in terms of things like comic books and manga, honestly, with comic books, I listen to comics I copped from Ben. Mm. I mean... Okay. That's, that's quite literally, that's my guy, That this guy that's the other guy on the other side of me. When I say, hey, Ben, what should I be reading? That's how I keep my comic books in line. That's how I figure out what I should queue up in my, in my repertoire. And then when it comes to things like manga and anime, I listen to and I talk to the ladies of Outlaw Bars. Honest to God. Mm-hmm. Me because too. They are 100 when it comes to their knowledge of anime and manga and things like that. So I always seek them out. So honestly, I keep it within the family first and foremost. And then when I want to kind of uh, garnish it with some more information or, or maybe get a different perspective, I will seek out different places. We said Geeks of Color, Black Girl Nerds, obviously. Shouts out to Blur Girl. Like there, there's there's a plethora of places. A plethora, plethora, plethora of places. Yeah. That you can that you can reach out to, but yeah, those are those are my go tos. Mm-hmm. Black nerd problems, uh, yep. Afro nerd radio, you know, a bunch of people out there. You know, we're always talking about the different, you know, homies and crew and family that we keep around us, and all those are definitely you know dope. And like you said, you know, even right here in our own family, you know, you can get your TED talk with Tatiana, you can get your comics I copped, you know, you can get your picks of the week with Chico Leo, you can get your Scream Squad. You know, if you need your horror fix, you know, your slam bros, if you need your wrestling, and the outlaw bars, if you need your anime. So, 
Okay. It's a, it's a lot going on right here in the Fan Bros family, you know, the circle of trust, you know. Thanks to you. And, Clan, I just want to say I just love the part where you said I love your show. Like, that just did it for me. So, you know, you want to get your question read, That that's a good way to start it. Um. Also, we got... <laughs> A nice way to tell the the listeners to curry favor with you. Yes, you know, I'm easily impressed. Also from Outcast, we have how far into the Invincible comic do you think they will go with the upcoming movie? A character, Alan, shows up in like issue two, and he's a Cyclops alien. For those who haven't read Invincible, this man is like, imagine a big giant alien Cyclops. And also the cracks, a lot of questions about Invincible asked cast the invincible movie as a huge ginormous fan of invincible i have no idea who to cast as invincible i would say someone like tom holland you know some just brilliant young actor who can just embody a young kid who's really you know happy to be a superhero because that's Mm -hmm. invincible but the rest of the characters and stuff i'm i've never really thought about it that deeply and that's i'm not a really good at casting characters so i'm sorry on that but I do think, as far as the first part of the question, or from Outcast, the movie should grow up to the end of the second trade, the first 12 issues. The big reveal at the end of 12, I think, should be the end with, like, a little epilogue after that. And then, you know, hopefully it's successful and we go from there with mad more movies, maybe a series, you know, who knows. Word. Whatever Ben I mean says, because I haven't read the book yet. <laughs> like I tell everybody. But he's been telling me. But oh he's been God. telling me. Yeah, Invincible. It's about to end, and then you'll be able to read the whole thing. Whew, it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's so, so beautiful. All right, that's it for Guac is Extra this week. You know, as always, thank you for sending in your questions, your comments. If we didn't get you to get to you this week, we'll get to you very soon. Don't worry about that. We keep everything in the storage files. But send in your more. Hit us at contact at fanbros.com as always, or hit us on the Twitter at fanbros show on Instagram. Same thing at fanbros show. And we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back to wrap up this episode. Hi, this is Marjorie Liu. And when I'm not bitching about ex mocking of the movie, I'm listening to fanbros. This is Tanahasi Coates, and when I am not reading Wicked and Divine or Darth Vader or Velvet, I'm chilling with the fan probes. Hello, this is Lexi Alexander. When I'm not on Twitter or kicking people to the head, I'm listening to Fan Bro Show. Should I try it without an accent? It'll never happen. This is Daniel Jose Older. When I'm not writing best-selling ass novels, I'm listening to the fan bros. Hi guys, it's Alfred Woodard. And when you are not skiing, Roller skating, skateboarding, punching people out. You should be listening to Fan Bros. The best people are. Okay, gotta go. Love you, love you. Bye bye. Welcome back, fan bros. Know you've been enjoying this episode, but it's about that time, that signature time that you can only get here on Fan Bros Show. The wit, the knowledge, everything. Make sure you call your Congress people and oppose all the nonsense that's going on that she's been talking about in this wonderful segment we like to call Tech Talk with Tatiana. And this week in tech news, we're talking about Overwatch. Yes. So <laughs> I know Ben Ami- <laughs> I know Ben Ami's favorite, one of my faves. Um, the biggest thing that's happening with Overwatch this week is the fact that the new player versus enemy mode, i.e. PVE mode, has dropped. Uh, started on April 11th and is going on till May 1st. The new mode is called Uprising, and everyone is loving it. And I know you've already played it, Ben. I mean, I have not. I've only seen video and read more about it. Uh, please tell the fan bros what you think of the mode. I'm loving it. I mean, I love everything about Overwatch. Like, I was never played a Blizzard game like that before. You know, I've never played Diablo or anything. But I always just keep saying about them that I'm just so impressed with is you buy the game, and then from then they just give you tons of free content. 
Like you don't pay for anything. You can buy these loot boxes if you want, but other than that, you get new characters, new game modes, and this one is the illest new game mode they've had so far. Like it's called Uprising. It takes place back in the Overwatch's storyline, like before the current storyline is going on right now. I mean, there's not much of a storyline to it, but anyway, back before. <laughs> This is showcasing Tracer's first mission with the Overwatch team. So you have Tracer, you have Reinhardt, you have um, Chior Bjorn, and you have... Chior <laughs> Bjorn. <laughs> yeah, here pronunciation is hilarious. I know, and they're all trying to stop the Omnics who are uprising against them. That's why it's called Uprising. And it's really ill because as the mission goes on, you hear voices on the radar, I mean, on the radio from other overwatch members so you get to hear reaper when he's still reyes before he turns to reaper and betrays the overwatch team so it's like you get to see the beginnings of overwatch plus the mode is just dope like you're you have to escort a payload again but first you have to hack a few different stations mm -hmm. omnits are attacking you you fight various omnits all kind of new ones plus you get to fight bastions as well as versions of o orisa so it's, I mean, it's really live and it's a four player thing. You can either play with those four characters or you can play with four characters or whoever you want. It's a great mode to team up with. It requires real strategy. Mm -hmm. It's just dope and just brings a new, you know, level to Overwatch and I'm loving it. Right. And I honestly, I'm only going to try to play with you and whatever people you bring on our teams because mm -hmm. I still, with the only thing about things like this, like, while I'm, these hype me, like, I get real amped about modes like this, and I love these types of um, games when they really utilize all the different peripherals. I also also have an issue being a black woman when I go on mic. So mm. I will, you know, certain stuff like this, it, it does make me kind of slightly nervous, but then it's like, as long as I have a crew that I know I could go into it with that I know ahead of time, I'm good. Definitely. And I, I fully understand that because normally when I play Overwatch, I'm not on mic at all unless I'm playing with my crew. But yeah. this mode, you definitely pretty much need to be on mic. So, you know, if you're on there, hit us up on Xbox. I'm DJ Space Benjamin, no underscore, you know, just DJ Space Benjamin, all capitals. And Tatiana is Black Rain X, yep. right? With a R-A-Y-N-E-X. Correct. So definitely hit us up on there and you know we'll murk you out no problem <laughs> <laughs> well let me brush up let me brush up first oh, let me brush yeah. up first because yeah, you know I, I don't i'm not on that 24 7 like ben i mean so let me brush up yeah. then i'll murk you mm -hmm. and if you can't find us on there make sure you just hit us up on twitter at dj ben i mean or at tatiana king you know and we'll get it straight send us your xbox names and we'll add you because we're always looking for for new people to rock, especially with this mode, yo. I need crews. So let go. Lego. All right. As always, thank you, Tatiana, for TED Talk. You know, like I said, you know, there has been some real big things. We talked about it the last couple of weeks. If you missed that, go check it out because Tatiana was dropping that knowledge on you. And you need to know about the things going on that, you know, Mr. Drumpf has been doing lately. Mr. Uh, oh, yeah, true. Whatever. Chump. Chump. Yeah, Chump Trump has been doing lately and made sure, you know, as far as tech talk and tech news to go check out these last few episodes because, yeah, you need to know. And the more you know and all that good stuff. But you know what time it is, Tatiana. I want to give a big shout out to Black Girl Nerds who hit me today. And, you know, we had a real discussion about this segment right here. But we'll get more into that later because it's time for Comics I Copped. Big, big wheat, folks. Big wheat. Big shout outs to the homie friend of the show, Greg Pack. Pac? Is it Pac, right? Greg Pac. Who Greg dropped, Pac. yes, who dropped Weapon X number one today. Big for that man right there. When you write in that Wolverine title, that money is rolling in. Weapon X dropped today, number one. And this features Old Man Logan. It features Lady Deathstrike. It features Sabretooth. Basically, anyone who's ever been involved in the Weapon X project, the project that made Logan into Wolverine in the first place. And basically, this series is about Weapon X being revived again. But this time, instead of creating new Weapon X people, it is hunting down all the old ones and killing them. So, it's trying to have Old Man Logan, you know, a bunch of other people with claws and healing factors fighting and battling together. Or the first issue today was pretty dope. And I'm not... Honestly, a big fan of the artist Greg Land, 
But this, I actually enjoyed this. The action in it was dope. The art was good. And, you know, I'm definitely a fan of Greg, so Pac, so it's the two Gregs together. But I'm liking this. Check it out, Weapon X, number one. Also, another big number one, Black Panther and the Crew by ta Coates and Butch Geist dropped today. Mm-mm-mm, good. <laughs> no, I mean, this is dope, right? If you don't know about the crew, the crew is an old series that was uh, back in the late 2000s, I think. And it was a combination of a bunch of dope African-American heroes. This version is going to feature some of the ones who were featured in ta Black Panther a few months ago. Storm, Misty Knight, Black Panther, obviously. Perhaps Luke Cage. You know, we'll see who else falls through. But the first issue is extremely dope. I don't want to give away too much, but definitely go pick this up. Support these books when Marvel does do them because, as you know, lately Marvel has been saying some pretty wild-ish on how diversity doesn't sell. So when they drop something fire like this, you need to go pick it up for real, for real. So go check that out. Also, Wicked and Divine, I'm not even sure what issue dropped today. I want to say this is 24 or 25. It doesn't matter. Go pick up this book if you're not reading it. Go pick up the trades. This issue is the culmination of one of the, I want to say the fourth arc. So the fourth or fifth arc. So there'll be another trade coming out soon. It's hot fire, y'all. Like Wicked and Divine just gets better and better with every issue to me. And the latest issue, oof, man, Tatiana, you got to catch up. I know. Every time I, and some, we just had a question in Guac. They're like, how do you keep up? I don't really keep up, but I just keep adding on because all of this shit is amazing. It's just fabulous, fabulous stories. Mm, also, I want to give a shout out to LOYC who said he picked up the beauty trade. I think I heard about this, but I haven't picked it up yet. But he said its premises is what if you could become more beautiful every day, but this came via a sexually transmitted disease. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, that that's that's interesting. I might have to check that out. It's written wait, by. Wait, Jer- that's a book. This is a book. This is a graph, uh, a trade, uh, by Jeremy Hahn, Jason Hurley. I know Jason Hurley and John Rush. I know the the artists. I'm not sure if I've read anything by Jeremy Hahn, but I might have to check that out. That's an my f- interesting. My, no. my face is twisted up like a pretzel right now. Excuse me. Yeah, I mean, I would turn it down. I, I would just be an ugly, mo- you know. Mother- I said. I'll be the ugliest motherfucker on earth. Basically, no. that, that ain't worth it. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, does no. it say you're going to be the ugliest person? It just said you just become more beautiful every yeah. day. I No, no thanks. I will revel in my mediocrity. <laughs> to there be would clean. To, yeah, there had to be other things that came along yeah, with like, for me to take there, STDs with it. Like There must be more to the story. Yeah, I need superpowers so, of some sort. You know? So you read it, Ben, I mean, and report back because I'm not reading <laughs> <laughs> All right, I definitely will. I'll check that out. As always, if you have any comics you copped, make sure you use that hashtag comics I copped on Twitter, on Instagram, everywhere out there. Hit me at DJ Ben I mean or at Fanbro Show and let us know what you are copping out there for real. Thank you all for using that. The hashtag continues to grow week after week, and I love to see it. It's incredible. Thanks. Ooh, all right. In some real quick movie news, Don Cheadle will star in the true story of Wall Street's first black millionaire in Prince of Darkness. Oh, was Yes, yes. I'm not really mad at this. Uh, I had no idea about this character that he's playing as a real-life person. He it will be playing Jeremiah Hamilton, who's called a- Wall Street's first black millionaire. Okay, and apparently he's... Is he Haitian? Is that he escaped Haiti in 1828? Yep. Yes, he okay. is. And then less than a decade later was making that big bank on Wall Street. And, yeah, I mean, this looks interesting. Anything Don Cheadle is involved in, I'm down for. You know, Don Cheadle's just one of the greats. And so it's like whenever he puts his mind into something, you know, I'll check it out. So we'll see what happens with that, you know. We'll, we'll keep an eye time. on this one. Yeah, definitely. This I'm not so sure about. Uh, Jude Law being cast as young Dumbledore. I just had like young Dumbledore, <laughs> Youngledore, but yeah. I didn't see I didn't see the first Fantastic Beasts. Um, I mean, I, I like Harry Potter, but I, I admit that I'm not like as well versed as as most like really hardcore Harry Potter fans. So um, I know the general 
the gist of Fantastic Beasts 1, and, and this is just going further into this story. But yes, he will play the younger Dumbledore. Dumbledore will be the tra- the the school's transfiguration professor. So Hogwarts. He's still he's still gonna he's gonna be a professor. Well, his professoring days at Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. Um uh Eddie Rain- Redmayne's coming back, but we knew that already. So I I mean it's the fact that it's Jew Law and, and Jew Law has his um has his own merits, so yeah, Jude Law is very dope. Like when when I like, like Jude Law, uh, I've read some of the Harry Potter books. I never read anything with Fantastic Beasts. I saw the Honest trailers, and I was good off of that. <laughs> I doubt I'll go see Fantastic Beasts two either, even with Jude Law in it. But you know, like you say, we'll keep our eye on that. Uh, people have been asking us, you know, where is special delivery? Where is special delivery? Me and Chico brought it back a few weeks ago. You know, it might be returning sooner than later, but. For now, anyone who's been asking me what about TV, I just try to give a big shout out to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because it's really been incredible. The whole Ghost Rider series from earlier this year or last year was really well done. And now they've moved into this Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Agents of Hydra story arc that has just been ill as hell, even though it's like obviously biting off the Matrix and they are just being completely shameless about the fact that it bites off the Matrix. But it's also just been really dope. I've really been loving Age of the Shield. And also, if you didn't see it when it was airing, Legion was stupid incredible. Just one of the best adaptations ever of any X-Men thing. Right now, we are also checking out Into the Badlands. Catch our live tweets of that. Also, Underground, we got to give a big shout out to that. People have been asking for people from Underground. You can watch our interviews with them on YouTube. But we also got, you know, something coming up. Some, you know, yeah, a few big things from hold you know, tight, Underground hold and Into the Badlands. You know, some special guests, some special surprises coming up very soon. Make sure you're subscribed to Fan Bros. And like we said, we had our fourth anniversary last week. The Chico Leo returned with his pick of the week. Chico's pick of the week. And since he's, you know, back on his space squad, back in the stream squad, I do want to just give a little honorary pick of the week to him this week, you know, or for him. Oh, very nice. Thank you. Thank you very much. You know, I'm not stealing his spot, but while he's not here, occasionally I might shout out something I've gotten to peep that you might be interested in. And this week it's The Discovery, which is on Netflix right now. It's a... Um, science fiction film, very interesting premise. The premise is basically about this doctor who's played by Robert Redford who finds proof that there is an afterlife, like scientific proof of an afterlife. Oh, I think I remember this one. Okay. Yeah, and this causes chaos in the world because millions of people commit suicide so that they can get to the afterlife. You know, because now that there's proof of it, they want to see what it's about or, you know, life is stressing them and they're like, whatever, you know, I can just die and go on to the next world. Mm-hmm. I re- yes, you did yeah. talk to me about this one. So, yeah. like, it's it's really interesting. I will say that it's really interesting when, mm-hmm. you, when, when you combine the aspect of religion and faith and science and, and also just uh, not having any religion whatsoever, like all of that, just and how people just react and the actions they take. That's really intriguing. Yep. Well, it's definitely an interesting premise. You know, it's not the illest movie I've ever seen or anything, but it's definitely something you want to check out. I just wanted to give it a, a shot because, you know, Robert Redford's in it, obviously. Jason Siegel plays his son who has, you know, of course, the family issues with Redford. And but really what got me in it was Jesse Plemons, who many remember from Special Delivery as Meth Damon from Breaking Bad. And, oh boy. Yeah. And Jesse plays uh, Jason Siegel brother and Robert Redford's other son. And he's really great in it. That's what really got me. Cause oh, yeah. I, yeah. And I know he was good. Uh, Chico always talks about how great he was on Friday Night Lights. I never peeped that joint, but I liked him on Breaking Bad. He was completely psychopathic on that, but he's definitely different on this, and it took me a while to recognize him, but I really like him in this. So check it out, The Discovery. It's on Netflix right now. I also peeped some of Louis C.K.'s joint. Eh, I got to get back to that. I don't know. It was, it was dark. <laughs> that joint was dark, boy. Ooh, man. Yeah, it's rough out there. Mm. All right. Anything else before we get out of here, Tatiana? 
As always, make sure you guys are getting your Loot Crate specials. Go mm-hmm. to LootCrate.com slash FanBros and use the code FanBros to save some money off of your new Loot Crate subscription. The code works for any type of Loot Crate. So if you want the anime crate, the DX crate, if you're just trying to get some socks, <laughs> like whatever you want, the code works. Again, LootCrate.com slash FanBros. Use the code FanBros. Uh, also, definitely make sure you're checking out that Orphan Black game. Um, if you are a big Orphan Black fan, I think you'll really enjoy this. And as always, make sure you're subscribing, listening, and rating, and leaving comments. Uh, hopefully good comments and good ratings on Fanbro Show. You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, every single podcast aggregator out there. We're on there. Mm-hmm. Made sure, especially like she said, hit up iTunes, especially leave that rating five stars and leave a comment. And like I said at the top of the show, probably going to start reading some of these new comments from our new listeners, new subscribers from that iTunes. So, you know, go on ahead over there, hit that subscribe, leave that comment. And I don't get to do this often enough, but make sure you go on over to theworldisyoursbook.com and pick up a copy of my children's book, The World Is Yours. You should do this more often, Ben. I, mean. I really should. Because it's a really ill-ass book that's written for kids. You, <laughs> you know, did a good job, for real. And shouts to, to Marcus Aline. Yes, shout out to Marcus Aline, another Howard University alum. He did the art. Him, yes, did the art. Beautiful artwork. Inspiring poem by me. With, combined <laughs> with this beautiful artwork that will just help kids live a wonderful life. Like, you know, and every kid I've seen with it has loved it. Thank you to everyone who's bought a copy already so much. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much. The world is yours book com. I mean, the world is yours book.com. Head on over there, get yourself a copy. I'll sign it up. Everything fresh. So, Ben, I mean, you think you're inspiring. <laughs> 